Hey, special educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, all are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Hey, Special Educators, it's Jennifer from Positively Learning. Let's get ready for the first week of school. So my huge confession... (laughs) is that I do not love the first week of school. And I feel like I'm the only person who says this. Everyone's always very excited for back to school, and I do love new school supplies, a fresh start, back to school outfits, getting back into a routine. I do love all of those things. However, the first week of school, I feel, is incredibly awkward for special educators. I often felt like the third wheel, didn't know exactly what was going on. I felt very exhausted and usually in some state of panic or low-level anxiety because I could see everything we needed to do and it just felt like this huge mountain that I just was looking up at. Okay, enough gloom and doom. Let's get started with what actually did work for the first week of school and how this set us up for success in the school year. My perspective is from splitting my time between the inclusion classroom setting and the resource room setting. So push in and pull out service minutes depending on the needs of students. So this was a little different from year to year. When I pushed in, oftentimes it was into two different gen ed classrooms, sometimes three. One classroom would have the majority of the service minutes. We did have caps in my district. And then the rest of the extra minutes would be in another classroom. So I had one main co-teacher and then one secondary. So the first week of school, I tried my very best to only do push-in service minutes. So I did not want to pull students out of the classroom. I felt that that first day, the first three days, the first week was so important for building a classroom community. This is the gen ed's time to set all of those expectations, to have fun, do those icebreakers, all of those things that make that classroom a family. And there is no way that I'm going to pull my students from that. That just feel like that would be terribly unfair. So I am pushing in. And to tell you the truth, it feels like I'm a third wheel. So here's what I'm doing. If you see me on the first week of school, you'll definitely see me holding a clipboard. I liked to use those kind that had the storage so I could put paperwork inside, plenty of pens and sticky notes. And I was walking around at arrival in the hallway trying to direct students and families where they needed to go and at lunch and dismissal. And I was always chasing down signatures. At the beginning of the year, we had these medical release forms that had to be signed to continue services. So this is something we needed immediately. So I was always looking for signatures. I tried to have paperwork pre-populated, so it was super simple to sign. So if we run into each other the first week of school, you're going to see me carrying this clipboard. I'm rotating among the gen ed classrooms, spending the most time in the classrooms I'm going to be pushing into. And 
I'm basically fading into the background because my role is to support the gen ed teacher so they can get everything done that they need to get done those first few days. So this may look like me assisting them. Maybe we're doing a little back and forth as we're setting expectations. This may look like me assisting families. With the younger grades, often they're coming in with paperwork signed or school supplies, things that need to be put away. I can be doing that in the background. I may be assisting with students. Maybe someone needs a restroom break. Someone's having a little bit of a meltdown. I'm not going to necessarily pull them away if I can help it, but instead just have like a quick reset and get them back with their peers. So the first day of school, I'm kind of feeling like that assistant in the background, ready to put out any fires. Doesn't feel incredibly productive, but if I look at the big picture, I know it is. The next thing that I always do the first week of school, this happens right before the students arrive. I reach out usually through an email or in person at Summer PD, and I offer all of the gen ed teachers in my grade level an opportunity for me to come into their classroom to do a quick read aloud, maybe 10 to 15 minutes to introduce myself. Most teachers take me up on this, and so we kind of loosely schedule a time, although I am doing a lot of rotating, so that can be very flexible. But what I offer is to come in for 10 to 15 minutes and to read a story. So I introduce myself, and I feel like that's so important as a special educator because all students are going to be seeing me, whether it's at lunch or dismissal, coming in and out of the classroom, and I don't want to be, hey, there's that lady, that lady who always polls Jennifer, you know, at lunchtime. I don't want to be that. I want them to know who I am. So I like to come in and introduce myself. And it's also very nice because we often had new teachers, whether they were brand new to teaching or new to our school. And I was a veteran teacher. So this was nice for me to come in and kind of say hello. And you know, some of the students may know me, they might not know me and offer that teacher a quick break. So they can see me modeling how to interact with students and do a read aloud. Or maybe during that break, they are using the restroom. They're sitting down for the very first time. But what I really like is oftentimes when I come in for this break, they are checking in with students individually. And I think that is really important that we can provide that for them. So I do a quick read aloud. It's interactive. So I'm asking questions and just having some great, you know, modeling, maybe narrating some of the things that I'm seeing in the classroom that are really neat very positive and it's always been a great experience. I have a blog post and some TikToks that share the read alouds that I do. So you definitely want to check them out. But hands down, the number one book that I recommend for the younger grades, like K through three, is My Brother Charlie by Holly Robinson Pete. I've read several different books the first day of school, and that one is always my favorite. And it's because it's the student's favorite. They definitely relate. It's a really good book. It's about a um, pair of twins. It's actually a true story that Holly Robinson Pete has these twins and Charlie has autism and it just explains a little bit about the sibling relationship and how each child is special and it's just it's a wonderful book be prepared to practice reading it a couple of times because it is very touching and you do not want to be taken off guard all right so to recap so far what I'm doing is I'm pushing into the classrooms assisting wherever possible staying in the background for the most part to assist the gen ed teacher, students, and families. I'm also offering a chance to introduce myself and to read a story and to provide a quick break. The last thing that I do, and I usually start this around day three, 
is I start taking some very informal assessment data. Now, I have learned the hard way not to take formal assessments the first week of school. I have done that because it makes sense. Let's take some baseline assessment data. Let's see where we're going because the second week of school, it's on. We're gonna be pulling small groups. But I have learned that that data is not always the most valid. I have taken data that has just scared me to death because I, for example, worked with a set of twins and I knew their IEP goals and objectives. I had looked at it, you know, of course, before the first day of school. And there I am pulling them, grabbing some baseline data. So we're off to the races. And whoa, I am taking data and these students appear to not remember their name. Letters, numbers, words. I was shocking and I was panicked. And luckily there's a good ending to this story. In a couple of weeks, this all seemed to return to my students. We were pretty much back where they were in June when they had left and everything was fine. So I learned a lesson to not take that first week of school's data too seriously. So here's what I'm doing instead. I have cleared this with the gen ed teachers. I think that is super important. I do not want to disrupt anything going on and I wanna be as helpful as possible. So what I have offered is to do some quick diagnostics. And this might look like me in the classroom. I have my clipboard, I have a few task cards tucked in, and I'm just gonna pull some students. And it's gonna be a very quick performance task. I am saying four minutes or less. And then off they go back into the classroom, into the whole group, and there comes another student back to me. So it's kind of a rotation. And it's not just students on my caseload, although it definitely includes them, but it could be any students. Maybe my um, the gen ed teacher, the co-teacher I'm working with wants me to grab a diagnostic on everybody. Okay, great. Say it's like one-to-one -one correspondence. They're gonna come back, do a few tasks. I get to introduce myself. It's really about relationship building and I find the students absolutely love it. So I use some high interest cards. I have some you know, one-to-one -one correspondence, some number cards that have some fun graphics on it and they just think it's really neat. I am taking data, but it's pretty informal. If it is a student on my caseload, I'm gonna use a data sheet and just discreetly mark it down. If it's anyone else, I may still use that data sheet or maybe I'm just using a quick tally mark on a sticky note because if students are getting eight out of 10, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10, that's great. And I might be just taking note if a student is getting zero out of 10, two out of 10 or something like that. I might just be jotting that down and just keeping an eye on it because again, that first week of school is sometimes really different data than you're gonna see a couple weeks later. So to recap, here's what I'm doing the first week of school. I'm walking around the clipboard to gather signatures. I'm pushing into the gen ed classrooms to assist in any way possible. The third thing that I'm doing is I'm offering to come in and do a read aloud, introduce myself, and just to start building relationships. This is usually the first day or two of school. And then around the third day of school, I am starting to take informal baseline assessment data. Very informal with students on my caseload and any students. Maybe it's a diagnostic so that we can get ready to set up our small groups in the future. I do not take this data super seriously, but by the end, I may have a list of students that I definitely am gonna be checking back in with. So that is what I do the first week of school.
school. It is not my favorite. What I want to be doing is setting expectations inside the resource room, getting my students acclimated, starting to pull small groups, getting to work. That sounds like fun to me. All right, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Next week, I'm going to be back with how I introduce the resource room setting to my students before we get to work. So be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode. In the meantime, if you are returning back to school, good luck. You've got this. It is going to get better. All right. Thanks so much for listening and take care. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.